0: Hello, Master Phil here with Master Phil In Your Corner. And today we'll be discussing kettlebells and bodyweight training. It's the ultimate training duo. Now, many of you who know me know that I'm a minimalist. And if you uh, do not know me yet, well, now you know that I advocate minimalist approach to many things in life, and especially with my training. And I have found that I can reach any level of fitness that I want by employing my kettlebells and body weight training, throwing a jump rope. So you can reach all of your fitness goals with a jump rope, a bow staff, or a dowel, set of kettlebells, a uh, pull-up and dipping station. That is all you need. A lot of this other stuff, guys, is fluff. You know, I mean, I know people like battling ropes and stair climbers and uh, what are those trampolines and all that kind of stuff. Guys, you know what? It's a bunch of clutter. And you know what happens with most machines? Uh, Your your little aerobic machines and your bikes and so forth, they wind up uh, being nothing but an expensive clothes hanger. The versatility And the overall fitness that you achieve from using kettlebells and body weight is second to none. You know, I mean, there are all kinds of, of other programs out there. Um, But you know what? Keep it simple. Keep it simple, folks. Now the advantages of a, of a kettlebell are that we have a, a, item that has an offset center of gravity or the COG. So that means that every movement you do recruits an inordinate amount of stabilizers more than anything else in order to accomplish the the movement. So look at what I'm talking about here. You have a barbell or a dumbbell that has a unilateral distribution of weight. So nothing changes as you go through the motion. When I move my kettlebell through the motion, the body has to compensate for all of these different changes that occur. My stabilizers must be recruited in order to perform the movement because the center of gravity of the bell changes due to the offset nature of the bell. You know, so, and and the other thing is if you look at... um, You look at kettlebell movements and you uh, consider the different types of movements that you have. As far as strength and fitness application, you look at you have ballistics. The ballistics would include your kettlebell swing, your varieties of snatches, cleans and so forth. You're going through. Complete relaxation and complete tension. That's explosive power. That helps you develop your your coordination, hip, pop, and lock, which we use in sporting and everyday life. And then you have your grinds. That's where you're really putting full tension through that full motion. You're going full range of motion all the way through on your squats and your presses and your rows and, and movements like that. And then you have mobility exercises, which improve your overall mobility of your your thoracic region, your lumbar spine, your hips, and also improve the stability of your shoulder. So, uh, and then, of course, there are some movements that are are hybrids, like I would consider the get-up, even though it's primarily a a mobility exercise, but... um, it is a hybrid exercise because uh, you have a press in it, you have a lunge, you have a hip hinge, but um, you are, it is a, a mobility exercise. But you can garner great strength from this movement. Okay, So you also have to look at the um, three planes of human movement. Okay, You have your frontal, sagittal, and transverse. When considering dumbbells, barbells, and uh, most of the exercises promoted and used in uh, typical strength training, they primarily reside in the frontal and sagittal planes. In kettlebells, virtually all the exercises are happening in the transverse plane. The transverse plane is where sport and life happens. So wouldn't it make sense to develop your strength, your power, and your movement in that transverse plane? And, uh, you know, if you look at something um, that was written by Dr. Ben Fung, I'll just read this to you. Kettlebells have a distinct advantage to other modalities of exercise in that they are physically and naturally ergonomic. As every earthbound human body is victim to gravity, every free body object manipulated by the human body physically acts like a kettlebell. In terms of physics, a kettlebell is essentially a handle with a big heavy weight attached to the bottom of the handle. There are an infinite examples of how this is expressed in our daily lives suitcases, bags, backpacks, shopping carts, door handles, buckets, chairs, the list goes on. Due to gravity, no matter how one lifts a free body object, the point of grip contact becomes the handle, and the remaining mass becomes the big heavy weight at the bottom. So you see that um, I'm not alone in my uh, in my thoughts here. And it, you know, if you look at this when an exercise uses machines. The mechanisms guide them through an exercise while maintaining strict adherence to the movement only in the frontal and sagittal planes or sagittal planes. Yes, muscles are being worked, but the stabilizers are not taxed or strengthened. And what about the intrinsic muscles? Where's the impetus for the body to recruit them to accomplish this movement when everything is being done for you by the machine? Okay. I mean, you know, if, if you look at uh, standards of strength, I mean, you look at the typical typical meatheads, you know, and and people say, uh, you know, when pondering the standard for strength, the bench press, the first word out, out of a gym rat's mouth are, how much do you bench? Is this movement the ultimate indication of strength? I think not, and I'm not alone. You know, recently, the Indianapolis Colts abandoned the bench press test in favor for the famed kettlebell Turkish getup. The get-up has become their new barometer for determining overall strength and the ability to move, adjust body position, and flexibility. And the Colts are not alone. Many other NFL teams are doing the same thing. So let's let's roll back and say, you know, what are the origins of most popular weight training methods? The standard classic measures of strength come from the three lifts of powerlifting, bench press, deadlift, and back squat. Are these great indicators of, you know, one rep, one RM, one rep maximum of strength? The answer is yes, but does but this does not necessarily translate to sports performance. You know, you have to look at this because, um, you know, at some point, excess muscle bulk and lack of flexibility that can result from this training method will actually impede sports performance and increase the risk of injury. If you look at uh, great squatters, you know, guys who have, and I've trained with these guys, guys who have the world records in squats and deadlift and bench and so forth, a squatter can't even get down into a full squat position without several hundred pounds on their back. Now, how is that going to help you in sport? How is that going to help you? Are the muscles flexible? Are the ligaments and tendons able to withstand torquing and twisting and turning? I don't think so. You know, another thing is that uh, when you're going for weight, trying to lift your maximum or hit, as in CrossFit, the maximum amount of reps in X amount of time and blah, 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 blah. There's a tendency to neglect form and abandon proper technique, you know, for all for the sake of moving a heavier weight. So now you are you are exposing the exerciser to additional injury. Okay, so you have to look at it. There's a difference between competition and training for health. Now look at some uh, Olympic lifting. It's another standard. You have the, the clean and the jerk as well, You know the clean and jerk as well as the snatch. Both of these exercises are incredible for developing explosive power, but there is a high level of athleticism required to perform these movements safely and effectively. Many people will, will never be able to do them. Uh, you know, this is also according to uh, Takano to in uh, 2015. These ballistic movements are also extremely risky and can wreak havoc on an athlete's wrist. You know, let's say you're a a thrower. I'm talking about, you know, shot put, disc, so forth. I mean, you need explosive power. You need that one rep. Bang it right out there. But you also need a strong wrist. And by doing these heavy Olympic lifts, which bring the wrist back into a – a very uh, taxed position does weaken the wrist. So you want to create a strong wrist for those. Where in in kettlebell training, there are no wrists. So you keep your wrist locked and in place the whole time. And that's why another reason that kettlebell training is, is great for fighters. Another method that's used for acquiring strength is bodybuilding. However, you have to understand that the main goal of bodybuilding is to create a large and symmetrical build. This approach often employs muscle isolation and open chain movements. Training in this way can lead to muscular overdevelopment and reduce speed and explosive power. Additionally, when we move in our daily lives or compete in athletics, we never isolate our muscles. Athletes can go and athletes can do can and do gain strength from these other methods, but they are not nearly the safest, most beneficial or efficient way to attain strength and overall fitness. You, know, you want to look at um, some of the origins of kettlebell training and, and, you know, they are, uh, st- steeped in lore here and, and, you know, a, a tantamount to the, uh, strength and fitness and and durability of some of our ancestors. You know, there's um, evidence that kettlebell training dates back as far as Greece. And of course, I'm having a call here, and it's a garbage call anyway. So uh, they date as far back as ancient Greece. But the Russians made the training method popular and have used it ever since the 1800s. A famed strength coach, Vladislav Kararevsky, the father of Russian Olympic lifting, traveled the Russian countryside and discovered that the workers at the scales possessed incredible strength. The farmers... The farmers would bring their produce to the scales, and the workers would throw kettlebells of various weights onto the scales to determine the weight of the produce. After roughly a decade of of training and developing a training regiment, Kraveski opened a facility with kettlebells and barbells. By the 1900s, Russian weightlifters and soldiers were using kettlebells as part of their strength and conditioning program. The hip hinge and shoulder stabilization were incredibly useful for the athletes and soldiers. So, these methods have been tried and true for an incredibly long time. So, let's talk about body weight a little bit. So, when you're using body weight training, when you're using body weight training and This demonstrates the ability of your body to be able to move through space. So it's a great indication of what weight you should be at. If you are so big that you can't do your squats or um, do a pull-up, maybe you're too heavy. Your strength to weight ratio is not there. So, you probably have to lose some weight and gain some strength. Uh, you know, I'll relay a little bit, little story to you. I was down in um, coaching and uh, UFC and oh I can't remember the year, I think 2010. And I was down in Houston and a bunch of the, you know, trainers, you know, would go hang out with each other, um, you know, when the, when the fighters were resting and, uh, you know, because we were there for about a week or so. And, uh, you know, we're hanging out in, in this bar and I'm there with these guys. they were both, one was 20 years younger than me. The other was 15 years younger than me. And we're talking about training methods. And these guys, you know, were squatting over 600 pounds. One guy over 700. They were beasts. They were huge. So we're talking about translation to sport. And um, so there, while holding the beer, I hit a full pistol squat up and down. And I said, well, let me see if you guys can do that. And um, both of them failed miserably and fell onto the onto the floor of the bar. And not because they were drunk, just because they did not have the proper stabilization to be able to complete a task like that. So body weight training in addition to the kettlebell training works fantastic. You can get a lot of your muscular endurance in another way, uh, as opposed to just doing the uh, kettlebell, you know, uh, kettlebell movements. The other thing is it, it works as a great method to deload your hands. OK, so here's what I'm talking about. Kettlebells require a lot of gripping. OK, but now when I'm doing my push-ups, pushups, I have my hands open and palms spread out that will relieve some of the tension in the forearms. The same is true to be said of handstands. Is when you go up in your handstand and you lock the shoulder, pack, and you uh, lock the elbow, pack the shoulder, and lock the wrist out, you're opening up your hand very wide here. So it's going to help counterbalance all of the overgripping you're doing. And especially if you're uh, in any of the grappling arts like jiu-jitsu or wrestling, you want to um, work that, that grip the other way because you're going to experience problems with your, with your uh, forearm pain. So that's another good way to implement the calisthenics. And if you also look at, you know, I call them the essential eight um, calisthenic exercises. You know, we have your push-up, your pull-up, hanging abs, you have dips, you have lunges, you have your squats. Um, we also have handstands and the bridge. Those are the essential eight exercises for calisthenics. And then if I look at my super seven for kettlebells, I would have the kettlebell clean, the snatch, the swing, the get up, the press, the front squat and the kettlebell row. So, by crafting your workout sessions, by using those seven exercises as your cornerstones, you can reach incredible levels of fitness with very little equipment and very little space, which is also of, of the essence. In my studio, Everybody trains on a a three-by-six mat and do all their exercise right there. And everyone's sweating like crazy and getting stronger every day. So minimalization, kettlebells, and body weight are the key to your fitness success. This is Master Phil in your corner. Enjoy your training. Strength and honor.